What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to episode 17 of More Wrestling's podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Morrison. I'm joined today by my co-host, Zach Rolf, and our guest, which is a 2020 New York State finalist. He's ranked 18th in the country by Matt Scouts at 113, and he's a sophomore out of Shenango Forks, Tyler Ferrara. How's it going, Tyler? Going good. How about you? Not too bad. It's uh, starting to snow. Zach and I were talking earlier on our uh, previous episode, and he mentioned it's snowing down there. I'm sure it's snowing where you are, but yeah, we're starting to get it right now too. So uh, with section four being one of the few sections on the mats, how is your season going right now? Uh, It's going pretty good. I mean, we have our first competition on Wednesday, so that's good. But uh, yeah, yeah. I was was looking at CNY, I guess, a few days ago. And uh, I guess I'm looking at it now and just the date, I guess, is wrong. But yeah, so you guys... Is I mean, it might be right on CNY, but do you guys host Vestal and Main Endwell on Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do. So uh, you on the schedule, you guys host them on Wednesday. And then uh, on the 20th, you guys travel to Union Endicott, where you'll duel against Union Endicott and Shenango Valley. And then on the 25th, you'll host Susquehanna Valley and Binghamton. You know, how, how nice is it to have a, a season, you know, with – you weren't sure if you're going to have a season at all. Obviously there's no New York state tournament as far as NISPA goes, but is that nice? Yeah, it's really nice. Like not thinking I was going to have a sophomore season was tough because I mean, I was really looking forward to getting back on the mat with my teammates, but now having one and getting the competition, it's going to, should be a lot of fun. Yeah. It's uh, it's good to see you guys getting some matches, you know, with a shortened season though, like you've been competing for the last nine months, it's, it's kind of helps the guys that don't necessarily compete in the off season that that are on your team to help the team continue to grow and help that program, you know, having a down year and a a season where you're not competing, I think it's going to hurt programs all across the state. So it's good to see as much of a season as we can have. Yeah. Any matches you're looking forward to inside, uh, inside your little cul-de-sac of matches? Um, no, not really at this point. I don't really know when I'm going to wrestle. Yeah, that's fair. I didn't know if maybe I know I know I plan on moving some of my guys up and down the lineup to get them the best matches. I didn't know if maybe you guys had planned ahead on that at all. Probably, but uh, I haven't been told much about who we're wrestling and things like that. That makes sense. So, uh, being a Shenango Forks athlete, they have a strong history in both wrestling and football. You were uh, on the football team. I I saw a few pictures. You know, what's that like winning that state title back in 2019? Like just being involved in a program where you kind of are expected to be pretty much state champs almost every year. Um, It's great. I mean, seeing those guys work hard in football and then transfer straight over to wrestling, a guy like Lucas Scott and seeing him just work his tail off and how bad they want it. I mean, it motivated me knowing that I was there to help them and like train to get better. So. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you have, you ever challenged number 46 to an Oklahoma drill? Uh, for those of that you don't know, number 46 is star running back Lucas Scott, who happens to have won a New York state title last year on the wrestling mats. He's a big dude. Yeah, no, that would. (laughs) Yeah. He definitely challenged me, but I, I don't know if I could. Yeah. I'll decline that as well. Um, you know, he's a ginormous running back. So, Let's get into your start. Like, how did you get introduced to the sport of wrestling? Um, at the time, my dad coached at Whitney Point. So when I first came in, I was already brought into a wrestling room while he was coaching. So I just kind of been around it my whole life. 
So in seventh grade, competing at 99 pounds, you take your lumps here and there, but you finish 14 and 11 on the year. So size was obviously a problem, right? You may not want to admit to that, but, you know, being somebody who watched you that entire season, um, being in section four, what what were you walking around at? Uh, 90, 89 pounds. Yeah. Um, Talk talk a little bit, because I was looking through the results and I noticed a couple of names that you uh, lost to, including Robert Gertis. Yeah. Um, and that's not a shot at Robert Gertis. Great wrestler, right? He's pretty tough. Um, you actually wrestled him at the, in the finals of sectionals last year. Um, what was the, the difference, do you think? Definitely size. He was just a lot bigger than I was. I wasn't – I just was very small, wasn't big. And I've gotten a lot better over the, the last two years, which definitely helped. Yeah. So uh, as he mentioned, you know, 14 and 11, but yeah, you, you put on some size, you know, moving into your eighth grade season, you were, you had, you were off to a better year. You, you grew into the size at 99 pounds. You win four tournaments during the year going into section four tournament where you won your first section four title with a six, five decision over Elmira's Donovan Smith. What's the biggest change in your seventh and eighth grade season? Like, you know, size wise. Um, I just got in the weight room a lot more, realized how important it was. And I really just try to put on as much size as I could to just defeat that factor of being small. Knowing Donovan, he was a big, he's a big 99 pounder. So I had to try to attempt to match that. Yeah. Hey, you, you and Donnie are pretty close, right? You guys are pretty yeah. good What was it like that season wrestling Donnie three times? I mean, you guys wrestled in the finals of Windsor the finals of stack and as well in the last uh, finals of sections talk, talk a little bit about what it was like wrestling a good friend. Um, it was always weird because we never like, we were always competitive, like in every match, it was always close, but we were never like, we were never rivals against each other outside the wrestling room. Like we were always still friends, but like we obviously had close matches in bunch of fi- in bunch of finals. So that was, it was weird, but, in the end, our like our friendship didn't hurt from it, and he's doing really well now. So, your eighth grade year, as I mentioned, you won a sectional title. You go into states and you fall in both your matches after getting early leads in the matches, ending your season with a twenty nine and three record. How did you feel leaving Albany after that? Uh, I was pretty upset. I mean, knowing I had those leads early and shutting down was my downfall. I shut down, and that cost me my matches that's when I realized I just had to open up more with my wrestling, not try to just hold on to a win. Uh, so talking about your going into your last year, uh, your ninth grade season, um, you start your season up at 113, then you drop to 106 after Christmas. I mean, I would assume that you're kind of a, a big 106 pounder since you made the cut down to 106 and you're kind of a different take than two years ago when you were small at 99. So uh, you went in your first five tournaments of the year, rolling through the section four tournament for your second title, your lone blemish on your record comes from a, at the time was a two-time New York state champ, which he's now three-time Dante Geislinger from Norwich. Of course, Dante was a 113 pounder and you wrestle 106. What was his decision into bumping up to take on a guy like him? Um, so coach Gumbel came to me first and was like, do you want to bump up and take this match against Dante? And I was like, sure. I mean, I knew it helped us in the dual meet and um, I knew he was a great wrestler and I knew I need to get that competition to be ready for States. So I went up and I knew I had nothing to lose. I was just going to go out there and wrestle my match and whatever happened, happened. 
Uh, so with a 33 and one record going into Albany, you were the sixth seed. You open up the tournament with a 15 to zero tech over section three's Hoffman in the quarters. You waste no time pinning section two's Pulso in the first period, setting up for your semifinal match in the next morning against the second seed, Christopher Crawford out of section one. You start that match with two takedowns in the first and another in the second, taking a seven, three lead going into the third where you've had a solid ride for most of the third before giving up an escape and a stalling point with 10 seconds left in the match to win seven to five. So after going 0-2 the year prior, how did it feel to advance to the New York State Finals as a ninth grader? It felt awesome. I mean, I really wanted to get there, and I believed I could. And then then doing it was just a great feeling. Uh, I agree. In the finals, you're wrestling a senior out of Bayshore, Elijah Rivera. He scores with the first takedown in the first and rides you out the uh, first period. So in the second, he chooses neutral. You defer to him, he chooses neutral. And then in the third, uh, you choose neutral. So going into the third period, I believe it was 2-0. Um, did you scout him or like, so you didn't want to go down or is it just kind of how he rode you out in the first? It seems like you both respected each other's top game um, and he just wanted to wrestle it on your feet. Yeah, I just, I knew I was on 2-0 and I trusted my my neutral game more than anything else. Yep. And he did ride me out in the first. So it was kind of a no-brainer just to, take it the match to my feet where I felt most comfortable. So uh, you were kind of in like a short offense position and then he kind of came in on a single leg and you hit him with that little kickback single defense. Um, and, you know, there's several different names for it, but it was pretty impressive. You hit him with a four point move, getting two near fall before he quickly gets a reversal um, in that action, making it four to four. He gets banged for stalling for uh, the first time with 32 seconds left in the match. Go ahead, Zach. When you went out of bounds and you saw him tying his shoe, what went through your head? I really, at the time, didn't think anything of it. I just kind of went back to the middle. I didn't, it didn't like cross my mind at the time. Like, I just didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, whatever. And I just went back to the middle. I knew it was one second left. I was like, this, this is going into overtime. So when you saw the ref hold up the stalling warning. I realized then it was because he stopped and tied his shoe. And I was like, I just won the match. I said, he has a second stall call. I get a point. Match is over. Uh, so like as a ninth grader thinking you had just won the state title, what went through you as the hundreds of Long Islanders began to boo at the call? I mean, you're probably in the zone, but I've got to imagine you probably heard it. What went through you in that, those few minutes as they were trying to discuss that? Um, I knew that I just had to be ready to wrestle no matter what, no matter what was going on around me. I just had to stay in my head and, no, I, no matter what, if I had to wrestle, I knew I could and go back out there and just be ready for anything. Yeah. It says a lot to uh, about somebody, especially a ninth grader, uh, trying to compose themselves after a moment like that. You know, we were watching the AFC or NFC, I think both the championship games a few weeks back and a few of my buddies who aren't wrestling people, they don't know what it's like to be that spotlight. Uh, you know, you're in the state finals, thousands of people watching, you know, they're talking about Brady, how well he plays I mean, kind of comparing this, uh, how well Brady plays with millions of people watching and whatnot, and he just kind of seems like he just does it without any pressure. And uh, you got guys like yourself, which to a smaller scale, you're out there in front of a lot of people. These guys are booing. You know, you handled it pretty darn well, I think, as a ninth grader. Yeah. So Walking uh, out of Albany, hold on. Walking out of Albany, taking second in the state, what are you thinking? It wasn't where I wanted to be at the beginning of the year. I wanted to be the state champ. 
and not getting there it hurt, but knowing I just had a lot, I had stuff to improve on. There was things that match I didn't do that nothing would have came down to what it did. So I just knew I had to keep working, keep improving. And it just drove me to work harder. Yeah. Your, uh, your Instagram picture, I think a day after it says, I'll be back with a flex. And, uh, you know, that says a lot, you know, your, your dream kind of was shattered the day before in a controversial way. And, uh, you know, you just pick yourself back up and you get ready for the next season. So talking about the preparation for the next season, you know, usually after States comes to the national tournaments, whether it's flow nationals or NHSEAs, but COVID hits in mid-March, um, you know, beginning of March, I guess, and it cancels all the national tournaments and the freestyle events. How do you deal with when COVID hits? I was pretty heartbroken. I mean, I really enjoy wrestling freestyle and not getting a chance to go to Fargo and go to NHSEAs and try these other things. It was, it was tough, but I knew I just had to keep working and knew if some things would eventually open up and then take my opportunities when I could. Yeah, go ahead, Zach. All right. <clears throat> Super 32. All right. Probably your coming out party, but it probably didn't feel that way, really, right? So yeah. you, you beat Billy Deckracker, ranked top 17 in the country, and you beat Kyle Lardson with an absolutely unreal last-second cradle to win the match. What, what went through your head? You're on a single leg, and you locked the cradle up. What are you thinking? I got to get these backs. I mean, I knew I was down three, and I knew I just had a – I knew I didn't have a ton of time, so I knew I just had to really – push for the backs I mean I just went for it so you end up losing to Walker and best at the end of the tournament did you know that those three guys are currently 10 11 and 12 in the country I did not I don't now I knew they were ranked but I didn't know what they were well right well right now Kyle Kyle Lardson's 10 in the country you have a win over him and Walker and best the two guys you lost to are currently 11 and 12 What's it, what's it feel like kind of being, you know, on that national scene now, going into practices and stuff? Like, what are you thinking about? I'm just thinking about those guys ahead of me and knowing that I need to and want to pass them. So I just know I have to outwork everyone. So I just go into practice with a mindset just to work hard. As Zach mentioned, you know, you wrestled at the Super 32, but I've seen your name a lot um, as I follow the tournaments. And you've competed a lot over the last nine months, whether it's the Battle in the Berg, Ice Age duels, the Olympic Club duels, the New Way Nationals, et cetera, probably putting in 30-plus matches uh, during the offseason. You know, a few weeks back, I saw on Khaled Desan's Instagram that guys like you, Max Gallagher, PJ Duke, and a few other studs were training together. I mean, I know you go to your clubs around Section 4, but how do, how is it to be in a group of, you know, four or five of those guys that you were uh, practicing with? It's awesome. I mean, working out with some of the best guys in the country it's really helped me. And Katie is a amazing coach. I mean, he no, really knows his stuff. So just working out with those guys and having him coach me, it's been a blessing. Hashtag let's win. Hashtag let's win, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so though you aren't traveling to Albany uh, to compete for a New York State title, you know, NISFA sanction, I guess, um, you are traveling to PA to compete in Journeyman's New York State Championship the beginning of April. Why is yep. it important for you to compete at an event like this? Um, I feel like I have something to prove from last year. So I really just want to go out there and prove it wasn't like a fluke that I got there or that I didn't actually, like I believe I won and I didn't actually. So I feel like if I go out there and I 
just make a make a point, make a stand. How do you feel about it being a single tournament, D1 and D2 all together? I think that's cool. I mean, we haven't had that for a long time, and I think it really brings the whole competition together, and it should be a lot of fun. I mean, you're bringing the best D1 and D2 guys in, and, I mean, it brings in a lot of studs, so it should be a lot of fun. If you could have one match in New York State, what would it be? Probably against Steve-O. I wrestled him yeah. earlier. I wrestled him earlier this summer, and I mean, I got beat pretty bad, like thirteen to two. And I don't know, just he's he's a great wrestler, and I just feel like I'd be a fun match to have. Was that at the Olympic Club duels? Yep. Yeah, I think I remember that. So you're a freestyle guy who missed out on your spring last season. Uh, will you compete in the freestyle event that is following the the state tournament? I will not. Yeah, I was um, say, it might ask a little bit too much for some of these guys, but. Yeah, I got to be down there on Thursday. My brother's competing in the middle school, so. Oh, awesome. I, yeah, Wednesday. Because <laughs> that's Wednesday. Oh, jeez. They got to weigh in Wednesday night. I got my kids wrestling in it, so like, I realized they got to be there Wednesday. So I'm going to be there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's going to be a long weekend. Yeah. Uh, what's your uh, go-to meal after you weigh in? Or maybe maybe the tur- day after a tournament where you can eat a little bit? Um. I feel like over this quarantine and like over the summer tournaments, I've been to Buffalo Wild Wings a lot. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like it's, it's a constant. That's a good choice. So That's always a go-to after weigh-ins, right, Tyler? Yeah. <laughs> what about your, your music? What are you putting in your ears before uh, you go out there to take a step on the mat? Um, I guess it depends. Sometimes like a rap or maybe a rock. I mean, I guess it depends on the day. Yeah. So growing up, and I guess even now, like, who's your, uh, who's the wrestler you look up to? Troy Nickerson. Like he, he's, he's a coach, he's, he's a coach now, but um, he's a Forks guy. And I've always been just, I guess when I was younger, just wanting to be just like him and just keep like, he's has all these like goals and there are all these like high bars set for Forks. So I've been, been chasing those. So it's probably the guy I look up to the most. Yeah. We, uh, I had him on, a few weeks ago for an episode and it was pretty awesome because growing up he's somebody I grew up watching and kind of thought he was a superstar a hero back in the day when he was winning his five state titles so it was kind of like a I had to pinch myself on had him on my show but yeah obviously coming from a Shenango Forks he's definitely somebody that um, you know is a good guy to look up to is there anything else you want to add Zach yeah so Tyler you're obviously a wrestling fan you watch wrestling all the time right yeah Overtime or criteria? Overtime. Come on, Tyler. Come on. <laughs> One-one matches are terrible. I just feel like the best guy is going to be shown by the best conditioning. That's, that, that, that's a fair point. I mean, I, as a competitor, I'm sure overtime is probably a better answer. But as a fan and coach, I, I much rather prefer criteria. Don't get me wrong. I guess sometimes in overtime, but I do – I do think it's the best option. Adds in that heart factor of wrestling too. Yeah. Is uh, there going to be any other competitions we're going we're going to see you at in the near future? Do you know of? Uh, NHS is probably I'll be there. Nice. Yeah. Hopefully Maybe everything. Get, hopefully everything gets kind of back to normal, and we have these national tournaments where people can display themselves. I know with uh, journeyman, it's going to be on flow and whatnot, and I know a lot of the college coaches that who can't really 
recruit and be at these events will definitely be tuning in. So hopefully that draws attention to some of our New York guys. Uh, but yeah, definitely. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, no, I don't think so. Any shout outs? No, I don't really got any. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So good luck uh, on the, your, your season, the, your shortened season for your school. And uh, I'm sure I'll see you down in PA. All right. Thank you. All right. Peace out.